Through the Psalms, Part 8. Hello and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast over here at Wingfleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams. I'm joined by Pastor Wes Hillis, our youth pastor. Hi. Hello. How's it going? (laughs) Good. Yeah? Great. How are you feeling this mid-November? Oh, perfect. Is it? Is it technically mid-November? I think it's it's end of November. I don't know what happened to November. I uh, was looking at the calendar the other day and I was like... You know what's coming fast, Julie? Christmas. Yeah. Christmas coming fast. You know what Julie's favorite holiday is? No, I... No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. You're misrepresenting I am misrepresenting. I love Christmas. I love Christmas at Christmas time. Yeah. Not a Christmas in July kind of person. I'm just not. I'm just not. Do you remember when Anne... Funny story. So, Anne, our worship pastor, decided that she was going to prank Julie when Julie was on vacation. Yes, this happened. And she, what what month was it? Like, when when was this? This was in February. Was it in February? Okay, so Julie's in the mindset of like, Christmas is done. Christmas is over. No more will I have to hear about Christmas. Yeah, we were moved on to my birthday. This was actually around my birthday. Yes. And Anne decided to put fake snow all on the ground, put Christmas trees in her office, just decorate all of it out, all by herself, mm-hmm. and just went at it. Yeah, it was glorious. And who got blamed for it, Julie? You did. I did. Well, because you were there, and you. Was, I was there. You were not an innocent bystander. I think you tre- cheered her on. That may be true, but um, yes. Oh, wow. You know what? Sometimes you are just guilty by... um, Bystander? Yeah. What do you you call that when it's like... Oh, um... Like a guilty witness? I don't know. There's a term for it when it's like... You're not not guilty of the crime, but like you didn't do anything to prevent it either. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. If you remember what it's called, tell us. Yes, please do. Yes. And the thing is, here at Waynefleet... We love to prank each other. Yeah, we do. Renee, if you know Pastor Renee, you and you hear this, just ask her how much she likes Cheez-Its. <laughs> just ask her. And say, is there a funny story with those? And, and she'll tell she'll you. She'll tell one. you. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, when yeah. are you away again, Wes? When are you going I'm away? Gone, I'm gone December 14th. Perfect. No, wait. 14th. Fifth, no, 15th, 16th, 17th of December. I'm gone during my birthday. My email address is julie at <laughs> if you would like to join my prank of Wes. I haven't pranked you, actually. Have I? Really? Have I really well, pranked you? You've pranked me. You did. What did you do? I'm trying to remember. You pranked me. No, I would never do that. You've put like you've helped youth put balloons all over my office. and I may have loaned my key out a few times. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So what were we just talking about? You know, you didn't prevent it. You actually, you actually helped it. You were the helping hand. You deserved it. I'm uh, I'm known as the annoying younger sibling of it's the true. church mm-hmm. for the staff. Yep. And I have a little brother, so I know how to deal with people like you. I have older siblings, so I know how to deal with people like you. <gasps> Wesley. Wow. Well, okay. 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 To be fair, Julie also helped me prank Renee on like my third day of working here. Oh, that was funny too. We'd use an air horn while she was recording a video. Third day of working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I came on strong. And we kept him. <laughs> yeah, and we kept me. That All was right. a good call. All right. Yeah. So, 
question for you, Julie, because this yes. feels random. But what is your favorite fast food restaurant? Like, what is fast? Like, that you could find in a food court? Oh. I'm going to say, yeah. Okay. Let's make a list. Make, okay. Like, McDonald's, Tim Hortons, Wendy's, all that. Like, that kind of category. Yeah, like hamburger f- places. Yeah, that's fast food. Yep. I think food court is also fast food because yes. there's like you can have A and W or Subway or other other things and yeah and that um, Pita Pit. Oh yeah, I love Pita is that Pit. fast food? I oh, think it's fast food. I think food. that's like medium speed food. Medium. <laughs> it's not a sit down restaurant, but it's not fast, I'm, and there's no drive through, so it's medium speed food. Well, let's consider it for this one. It'll be okay. a part of this one. Okay. So what is your what is your favorite fast to medium food restaurant? Okay. Well, <laughs> I have to narrow it down to two, and that is, I love like Jimmy the Greek, like that kind of really? thing. Really? Yeah, it's so okay. good. And I also would definitely go for like a burrito bowl. Mm, yeah. I'm going to go bar burrito. Yep. But I'm also going to say, because you said two, I'm going to say two, famous walk. Oh, like we're at the yeah. in the mall like you can get like walk food yes because so, you so know good. if you've gone walk food you know they load that container up yeah like it is unbelievably mm. just like if you're hungry like enough for that like oh it's it hits the spot yep yeah okay so what is your favorite what is your go-to item at like jimmy the greek or yeah so i would get like the slovaki Okay. Like the chicken Slovakia yeah. with like extra tzatziki. Mm. Um, yeah. And like with the salad and yeah. the whole thing. And then a burrito. Oh, man. That's like highly variable depending <laughs> upon on my mood. Yes. I'm Highly I'm, variable. I'm more of a ground beef, just burrito kind of guy. Like I, that's the meat I like. Yeah. Um, I'll go chicken every once in a while or that kind of stuff. But ground beef is very good. I always I find it a treat when they have a pulled pork. Oh, that is true. Pulled yeah. pork is very it's good. It's like a nice. Car- Carrie's like fit. Carrie loves pulled pork. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, but yeah. So, if you have a favorite fast to medium food restaurant, yeah, um, comment. Let us know. Yeah, because we want to know do. too. And maybe okay. Carrie and I were at a wedding recently. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what they did for the wedding? I do. For after in the reception, like during the reception, they got a hundred McDonald's cheeseburgers. What? So you know, some people do like ice cream. Some people do. Yeah. They got a hundred McDonald's cheeseburgers. That's kind of brilliant. It's a, it was brilliant. It was yeah. it was amazing. I bet. Yeah. But yeah. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. Great midnight snack. Carrie and I did donuts for our like oh, reception. Yes. But nice. afterwards, like, we should have done like cheeseburgers. Like, yeah. What were we thinking? We, why didn't we think about this? Yeah. Well, when you renew your vows. Yep. We'll just get a yeah. bunch of bunch of cheeseburgers. <laughs> yes. Yes. So we might as well get to the psalm that we're going through. So we are going today through Psalm 79. So Psalm 79 if you want just a hint of what we're going to be going about, it is when I feel wrong. That's kind of our title mm. for today is when I feel wrong. So let's read Psalm 79 and we'll jump uh, right into it. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is what it says. Oh God, the nations have invaded your inheritance. They defiled your holy temple. They've reduced Jerusalem to rubble. They've left the dead bodies of your servants as food for the birds of the sky, the flesh of your own people for the animals of the wild. They've poured out blood like water all around Jerusalem, and there is no one to bury the dead. We are objects of contempt to our neighbors, of scorn and desertion to those around us. How long, Lord, will you be angry forever? 
How long will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you, on the kingdoms that do not call your name. For they have devoured Jacob and devastated his homeland. Do not hold against us the sins of past generations. May your mercy come quickly to meet us, for we are in desperate need. Help us, God our Savior, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and forgive our sins for your name's sake. Why should the nations say, Where is their God? Before our eyes, make known among the nations that, you're aven- that, you're, that you avenge the outpoured blood of your servants. May the groans of the prisoners come before you with, strong ar- with your strong arm, preserve those condemned to die. Pay back into the laps of our neighbors seven times the contempt they have hurled at you, Lord. Then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will praise you forever. From generation to generation, we will proclaim your praise. So, it's a lot going on in the psalm because yeah. Jer- like Israel is g- going through a lot in the psalm as well. And so as we read the psalm, we kind of may stop and ask, you know, like, did this really, did the Bible actually say that? Like, yeah. Did the Bible actually say, God, pour out your contempt on the people around us even more? And we have to understand where this is coming from. Like, we can't just say, like, in our world today, if we were to put this in, that means that if we want God to take out the people we don't like, he's going to do it. No, yeah. That's not what we're getting at. Because we have to view where this was historically. And so Israel, Jerusalem, where is located, there's many nations around it that didn't want it there. There's many nations like you had, you had the Egyptians, you had the Hittites, you had the Babylonians, you had the Assyrians, you had the Edomites, you had the Moabites, who are actually cousins to the Israelites, which is a whole family ordeal. Like you go back to Esau yeah. and like all those guys. Because Esau was the one who actually founded the Edomites. Yeah, they made several tribes. Yeah, right? they made they several like... tribes that were actually outside of the 12 tribes of. Yeah. So Got essentially it. they had so many enemies all around them. And in this time when this is being written, we, we can clearly see Jerusalem has been destroyed. Jerusalem has been destroyed. Like the people are scattered. This is most likely during the scattering that happened like in the 500 BC era. And so they've been taken to Babylon. They've been taken all over the place. And so what we're seeing is, is this Israelite writer, because it, it says this is a psalm of Asaph. This is a psalm of Asaph. This, the writer here, the psalmist, is saying, God, like, the nations have destroyed your home. Like mm-hmm. Because the Jewish people knew God as being in the temple. That's where, that's where they, God was. That's where God is for them. And so... They're seeing this the temple is destroyed. The city is gone. Our homeland has been taken. Mm-hmm. Our people are scattered. This is detrimental. Like yeah. this is, this is the end. This is what some of them are thinking. And so the psalmist is writing how like there are dead people all over God. These people served you. These people loved you. Why are you so angry? Like why? he's questioning, you know, will your anger last forever? He actually says, how long Lord will you be angry forever? How long will your jealousy burn like fire? He then calls God, you know, put your wrath on the nations that have done this to us. Put your anger, put them on the ones who make mock you, who mock us, mm-hmm. who serve you. And so what we're seeing is this switch in the psalm where this the psalmist is saying, these nations have done so many terrible things to not only the country, but to myself as well. Like, God, put some anger on them. Put some... Like, come down and do something. And that's what the psalmist is getting at because, like, when we were to really think about um, 
like the the scattering of the Israelites, both in 773 BC, um, which was the northern part, because um, we had the split between Israel and Judah. Okay. Um, so the northern part got essentially taken out first because they actually rebelled against God, and so there's a whole thing that goes through that. But Jerusalem, um, that area essentially um, stayed around because they were seen as being the ones closer to God. They were seen as the ones who are actually still with God, but clearly they've walked away. They've done. They've they've kind of mm-hmm. come away from God, and they were taken out in in five five around the five hundred BC, like in that area between five hundred to six hundred BC. I think it's it's more later towards six hundred. I'm a history nerd, so I'd like to know things, yeah. and it's bothering me that I don't know the exact date. But they were scattered through all of Babylon. Like, we have to think where Israel is. There's a lot of places you can go from mm-hmm. Israel. People were taken down to Egypt. There's actually many Israelites who came down to Egypt for refuge. There's people who were taken up to into Turkey. There's people who were taken into Babylon out towards, like, I, where Iran and Iraq would be right now, like, just mm-hmm. taken out that way. And so these families, these these people, these communities have been scattered completely and have been essentially turned into either a working force, refugees, or servants. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you've been turned into this. So there's anger. There's frustration. Because they had no choice. Yeah, they feel wronged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They feel very, very wronged. And what we're getting at and what we want to talk about is when someone does something harmful to us or someone you care about, what is your typical response? What is your typical response? Like, if someone was um, to do something... Like just well, usually my initial response is like to like stop, somehow stop it. Yeah. For me, whether that be sometimes that's by like saying no or being like, don't talk to me that way or yeah. something like that to make it stop. That's my initial, mm. for me anyway. Yeah. How about you? Um, there's one clear thing that comes to my mind. Um, so this was when Carrie and I lived back in Cambridge. We lived in Preston, which is a, a little town in Cambridge. And out of the grocery store, it was still COVID, so everyone's mm-hmm. wearing masks. You were going down certain aisles. People in Cambridge didn't like to, you know, follow direction. Yeah. Okay. Which, by the way, I just want to say, I love that there was arrows in the grocery store for a little bit. You know what? I liked the flow that I it liked gave it. me. It because was like... It was okay. I can... Sometimes it was... It bothered me a lot. Sometimes the arrow didn't, like, make sense all the time. Because oh. they had what, both... Uh, there was two aisles beside each other, and both had an arrow going the same way. And it was like what are you doing you mess like up someone someone yeah. messed up someone started on this side and this side and they worked towards the middle no. and went shoot no good yeah but i remember um i i came around a corner and there was a older gentleman and he was coming as well so i stopped and he didn't see me right away and so he bumped my cart and he got angry like he just started yelling at me oh which i, I instantly i'm more of a submissive person in public like if you get to know me, I'm much more of an energetic kind of person. Yeah. But in public, I'm very, very laid back. Like, I will I avoid confrontation. Oh, and yeah. With a stranger, I would avoid Oh, yeah. Too. And, like, he started throwing, like, he threw, like, a few, like, boxes <gasps> and stuff at me. No. And so I was just there, like, no, I'm not dealing with, like, I just kind of backed up, went back around the corner, and he just kind of went off. And I remember people in the store being like, are you okay? Like, is, and I'm like, yeah, it's fine, fine, fine. And I got home, and I told Carrie, and she was like, why do things happen when you when you go to the grocery store? Because <laughs> oh, nothing no. happens. Always when I go to the grocery yeah. store, things have happened. Wow, you're like a trouble magnet. Uh huh. But like I remember, like I I shut down a little bit. Like that yes. was my response to it. Like my yeah. I just I shut down. I didn't have the because there is a thing like everyone has a fight or flight. Yeah. 
I'm much more of a I will shut down actually kind of person. Like I, like if I really need to, I will fight. You back me enough into a corner, I I will come out. Mm-hmm. But I'm much more of a okay, yep. Like I'll just move on. Like yep, that's yeah. And so I'll avoid it. Um, that's my typical thing. Now, like if someone was to hurt, like if we we're in a conversation, someone was to hurt my feelings, I'll react differently. Yes. But like if it's someone I care about, I feel like it's much different. Yeah, I would agree. Because I feel like if, if someone's going after someone you care about, we're much more quicker to stand up. We're yes. much faster to actually be like, no, 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 no. You do not talk like that to this person. You don't treat this person like yeah. this. And that's kind of been my reaction, even as a kid. Like, I got, I got okay, I used to get bullied because I was this short kid and I had ADHD. That's just a yeah. wound mess of you're going to be the annoying kid. Yeah. So- <laughs> Well, some things never change. Thanks, Julie. Oh, just kidding. Thanks, I you. So I was bullied heavily. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. No, um, but I remember I got bullied in my elementary school from like kindergarten to like grade four. And I remember the the bully who always, you know, he always came after me and everything. He went after one of my friends one day. Yeah. I lost it. Kyle was like, oh, it's fine. You want to go after me? Fine do that because that's kind of was installed in me like i feel like my brother kind of same way like you can go after me you after my friends a different story yeah and so i remember just like pushing this bully like off my friend just like you do not touch like you don't and then we got roped in the principal's office but and so i feel like when it's when it's ourselves we're a little more passive when it comes to actually standing up but when it's someone we we care about walls are down let's go (laughs) yeah well i think probably too sometimes when we see someone that we care about being mistreated Mm -hmm. and we've been mistreated in a similar way i think we identify with what they're going through and we're like that really hurt me and i do not want to see someone i love being hurt exactly i think absolutely i think we can fully agree with that and i think we see in the psalms a little bit of a good example of that because a lot of people like when people read the psalms they find a lot of good relation now i can't fully relate to what's going on here in the psalm i can't i've, I've never been in a place where i've been disrupted from my home or been in war been, been in war yeah yeah i can't i, I live in canada and we've we never really ex- have ever experienced that i hope we never experience that yeah. and but there's people all over the world who would identify with this mm-hmm. who'd be like i get this i feel this yeah like we look at our world today we can even say there would be people who would feel this right now and i think that what we're what i'm getting at is that people are wronged every single day and it's, it's how we actually respond to this now this psalmist we may look at it and be like i don't think he went about it the right way but he's in his fight or flight yeah and he's fighting he's saying god no i instead of saying i'm gonna handle this i'm gonna rebel i'm gonna do this he says no god you need to do something yeah and he turns his attention he turns his focus back on god mm-hmm. when let's be honest when we're in a heated situation like you know when you feel your f- face get yeah. flustered and you're like your thought is not on god not usually no i if i'm honest i think we all go through that and i think because we we tend to focus on how do I react? How do I get back? How do I do this? Like yep. you go into that fight mode. And I think for the psalmist though, he shows us that we actually can pause. We actually can go to God and talk to God through things. And let's be honest, it's way healthier too. Yes. It is way healthier too. Like 
he comes to a spot with God at the end of the song where he says he trusts in him again. Mm. He trusts in him saying, God, I know that you will come back. I know you will do things. He has a trust saying, you've proven it over and over again. You are there. You are constantly present. And so he comes to a place where he says in verse 13, then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will praise you forever from generation to generation. We will proclaim your praise. Saying that we know eventually we will be back together. We know that, God, you are going to be here and that you will make things okay. Mm-hmm. That is what the psalm said. And look, the Israelites did end up going back. Yes. They did. And took a long time. Took a long did. time, but they did. And so here now we're seeing that maybe our evidence, maybe what we need to be doing, when we feel wronged, mm-hmm. it's not have that instant reaction. It's not to have that either that shut down or that instant fight, but rather maybe there needs to be a time where we can actually pause and be like, okay, God, what do I actually, what, what needs to actually be done? What is right here? Like, am I in a spot where maybe I am the one that's causing some issues? Or maybe does this person need to realize, and maybe this confrontation is something that needs to be paused or something that needs to be, we both get space. Because sometimes when we're in confrontation with people, getting space from each other can be healthy to come yep. back and be like, hey, let's actually have a conversation. Cooler heads prevail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so for all of us, I think what we need to realize is that we must go to God mm-hmm. and that he's only one with power to make it right anyway like it it's it's not that if we go to god it's going to end terribly awfully in every no god actually we god has this thing and if you listen to a sermon on november 5th it was omnibenevolent Mm, yes it was that god is all good and all loving Mm -hmm. that his perfect kindness perfect goodness that every action that god has isn't is untainted yeah that it doesn't come from evil it doesn't come from a malicious place that comes from a place of kindness and love and compassion mm-hmm. will things always go the way you want no. no but to think that god's not with you or to think that it's just a terrible thing that god's doing that's not where it's coming from and so i think for a lot of us um we actually can find a lot of recognition with this song because we've we've been everyone's been wrong before yeah, I feel like, of in course. Their life. and so i think we can actually find recognition in that um we just want to discuss a little more and go through a little more. And so Julie and I are just going to have some questions we're going to ask back and forth. Um, first question I ask is, did you find anything surprising in the song? Um, I think part of the one that I was like, whoa, was when he said something about, I don't have it in front of me, but um, something about rain it down like seven seven times what they deserve oh, like he yes. wanted um, he wanted them to be punished like sevenfold or something like that mm-hmm. from um and i was like whoo that's like yeah he wanted like justice served you yes know? it wasn't just that he wanted um just for them to get something equal. He didn't want it set. It didn't sound like he wanted it set no. right. He sound like he wanted them to suffer more. Than, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Which I think we, we, we think everyone could say yeah. I've been in a spot where I was like yeah. You know what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Do I, it. Or, <laughs> I was both. Uh, yeah. I was probably both surprised about it, and I also probably identified with it. Yeah. You know, just having been wronged and mm-hmm. seen my children. Yeah in a place where they've been wronged before and yeah i can i probably (laughs) identify and feel it yeah um 
The next question mm-hmm. is, why is it so hard for us to hand over justice and vengeance over to God instead of trying to take care? Because we, we'd like to take care of it ourselves. Why is it so hard to hand it actually over to God? Because we feel like we lose control. Mm-hmm. We're so controlling. Yeah, we are. We're so controlling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm serious, though. Like we, we love, like, we want to know how things are going to go. We want, to, we want yep. that control. We want to be able to say, like... We want to make sure it's done right, too. Yes. Yeah. And so I think one of our issues is that we don't actually have enough trust in God. Yes. To actually ensure that he is the one that can actually do it. Mm-hmm. He's the one that actually can do it right. Yeah. It's like that saying, if you want something done right, you do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, the, that's our... That's the issue with Often us. the mentality when it comes to um, righting a wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The last discussion is... What should we do if God's time for just inventions is different than ours? What do you think we should do about that? Because it's frustrating. We should be patient. <laughs> I could hear the like content in your voice being like, <laughs> I don't want to say it, but I know what, what we should do or what do we often do? <laughs> what we often do is we rush in and be like, you're taking too long. Yeah, I'm going to do it myself, God. But we should just be patient be and patient. know that whatever wrong we've suffered here on earth is also temporary and yeah. probably not going to matter for eternity like no. if you you know yeah does it matter to you right now of course and i don't think god likes to see us hurting and no. i do think that he sets things right eventually and i think there's probably always a reason for him not doing it right away and waiting yeah yeah i think that you know it's it's this idea of trust I guess mm-hmm. that's what we're getting at is that we need to have a deeper trust in God to actually be, let him have that control mm-hmm. to be like, okay, how, like we're going to need patience because sometimes God's timeline doesn't line up with our timeline. Sometimes we almost want, never Wes, almost never. Yeah, Well, cause we're a very instant gratification society. Yeah. That's like we get a whole podcast on its own. <laughs> yes. And where God, I think he works through a little things a little slower. I think, cause I think, I don't think he's slower. No, no, I just meant like, because he knows what we actually need. Yes. So sometimes God will actually work things through a little slower because that's the pace that we actually truly need. Yes. We don't need the instant perfection of no. whatever. The, but God's going to journey with us and walk with mm-hmm. us and be with us. And we need to slow down a little bit and be like, okay. What are you teaching me along the way? What are you actually way? teaching me yeah. along this way? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, one, yeah, one of the things we want to finish on is prayer. Mm-hmm. Prayer does not always come easy. Sometimes we need, you know, help to know exactly what to pray for, how to pray, and what to pray about. Yep. But what I'm hoping for all of us is that to actually get in community, to actually be with people, to see how can we actually pray for each other, to realize yeah. how, what do I actually need to pray for? What do I actually need to go through and see and visualize my life that I need prayer for? And so we're encouraging people to actually come into community because let's be honest, it's the end of November. We're getting towards December. We need community in the season. Yeah. So desperately. And so we just want to encourage people to go and get into your community, join each other in prayer, and really just, where do we need to pray for? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Wes. If you'd like to get in touch with Wes, you can email him at Wes at WayneFleetBIC.com. And my email address is Julie at WayneFleetBIC.com. We would love to hear from you. And uh, we're praying for you. And we hope that you have a great week. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.